It's the International Soccer Preview. This is Series 15 of our MediaCast. It's the short version of Series 14 on Euro 2024 qualifying. We're looking at Group D. Croatia, Wales, Armenia, Turkey, and Latvia. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview, Series 15. This series is a shortened version of Series 14, and primarily Part 3 of that series. Okay, let's look at each team in Group D with a summary of their history and then a look at their recent form. All right, well, we'll begin with uh, Croatia. And Croatia was a new name in world soccer from 1996, but far from a new presence. Uh, They played a role in Yugoslavia's long history, and given their success as an independent country compared to the other teams that made up Yugoslavia, it was likely more than the 20% credited to them by FIFA. Uh, Yugoslavia's success was intermittent, featuring high highs and low lows. They finished twice in the top four in World Cup competition and twice in uh, second place in Euro competition, but they only reached half of the cups in both tournaments. So their history as a country uh, that included Croatia ended in 1992 and 1976 had been their last strong performance. Croatia as an independent country jumped into action quickly, earning third place in the 1998 World Cup, but it quickly resumed a pattern of intermittent success, ranging from not reaching the Cup in 2010 to second and third place finishes in the 2018 and 2022 World Cups respectively. In Euro Cup action, they failed to qualify in 2000, but they have done so uh, every time since, although their best result in 1996 and 2008 is the quarterfinals. In terms of their recent performance, the second and third place finishes in the most recent World Cups is impressive, as is their first place finish in the 2022-23 UEFA Nations League, where France was the main competitor. This is not matched in their Euro Cup performances, where they reached only the round of 16 in the last two times and have not reached the quarterfinals since 2008. All right. does the recent history and uh, Wales is a peculiar team apart from sporadic success their campaigns have usually seen them finish uh, second last in the group marked by a generally stingy defense however it's rarely a matter of losing to the strongest and beating the weakest or performing well at home and poorly away Rather, campaigns feature the extremities of away results, even with the strongest teams, uh, coupled with poor home results against weak teams. The clearest example is in 2008, where they lost to Slovakia 5-1 at home and then beat them away 5-2. In addition to that pattern, they have twice both taken and given points to every team in the group. Uh, and sometimes earning the points that they did earn in the away legs. This occurred in 2002 World Cup qualifying, where they tied six of their 10 games, and in 2008 Euro Cup qualifying, which featured a draw in Germany in the final game. 
Finally, the few times that they have been successful, they have been very successful. Interestingly, they have never been knocked out at a group stage of a tournament, whether in World Cup or Euro Cup play. Their only World Cup in 1958 saw them reach the quarterfinals, and their recent successes are unparalleled, but are not likely to last beyond the remarkable generation that earned them. Yeah, their recent form is the best period in their history. And it's largely due to two great players in Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey, as well as the traditionally solid defense that has found more consistency than in the past. The supporting cast should not be overlooked, but it is made up of mostly second-tier players. Reaching the semi-finals of the Euro Cup in 2016 was the apex, but passing the group stage in the next edition and reaching the World Cup in 2022 are also rare achievements. So was reaching Group A in the UEFA Nations League in the 2022-23 season. However, it proved too rich for them and they finished last, earning only a single point in a home tie with Belgium. The World Cup 2022 finals also proved too rich and they finished bottom of the group stage. So it is quite clearly the fading of their golden generation. Oh, that's sad because uh, I lived in Wales, Kiera. Yeah, it is sad. All right, let's move on to our next team, which is Armenia. And uh, Armenia is another team that emerged from the breakup of the Soviet Union in the early 1990s. While generally not competitive at the campaign level, they are the ultimate unpredictable spoiling team, causing Romania's coach to be fired in 2006 due to an upset, and also causing Denmark uh, their, their place in the 2014 World Cup. Uh, they did have strong campaigns in uh, the 2012 Euro Cup uh, qualifying, where they finished in the top half of the table for the full time, uh, for the first time. And in parts of campaigns, like a good away record in 2014 and a good start in the 2022 World Cup campaigns. But inconsistency in those campaigns and at the game level, uh, where they dropped points to weak teams like Malta in 2014 and Liechtenstein in 2020, uh, tend to keep them in the bottom half of the table. For their recent performance in the 2019-20 UEFA Nations League C, they earned promotion by winning a group over North Macedonia, Georgia and Estonia. However, League B proved far too rich after a promising home win over Ireland, um, where they lost all games thereafter and were demoted, with Scotland and Ukraine being the other teams. A fourth place finish in their 2022 World Cup campaign was their best qualification campaign since 2012 and earned them a pot three placement for the 2024 Euro Cup. Um, maintaining that level would be progress for them. All right, well, they are the pot three team. And we'll move on to the pot four team, uh, which is Turkey. And uh, Turkey has a longer soccer history than many fans realize. Their first appearance coming in 1934 World Cup qualifying. However, they've only been sporadically successful, uh, more dramatically in World Cup play, but more regularly in Euro Cup action. Their 1954 World Cup appearance, uh, featuring a big win over South Korea, is more than most second-tier teams can boast, uh, as is their third-place finish in the 2002 World Cup. 
but that success in 2002 was less of a surprise in light of their Euro campaigns. From a weak beginning, they improved steadily, then declined, and then improved again to regularly qualify from 1996, with a semi-final finish in 2008 as their best result. However, their failure to be seen as a top team is most evidenced by the fact that they have never finished first in any of their qualification campaigns. In World Cup terms, that means that 2002 was their only World Cup qualification. But in Euro Cup terms, it adds up to finishing second in the group six times, failing to win the playoff twice. Their qualifications often yield impressive results, but they're also troubled with inconsistency even in their own games. Um, looking at their recent performance, their record of finishing second in Euro Cup qualifying continued in 2020 and carried over to the World Cup campaign, where second place earned them a playoff spot, which they lost to Portugal. They sh uh, that showed some recovery from their third place finish in Euro 2016 and fourth in World Cup 2018 qualifying campaigns. In UEFA Nations League, they came last in 2020-21 League B, um, version behind Hungary, Russia, and Serbia, relegating them to League C. Though they won their group in 2022-23 to return to Group B. However, being seeded fourth in 2024 Euro qualifying is a slap in their national face and is not at all justified. All right. Well, uh, they are fourth here, but uh, not really a fourth here. Uh, let's move to our last team, Latvia. And uh, Latvia predates their emergence from the Soviet Union in the early 90s because they participated as an independent nation in the 1938 World Cup. They're generally a weak team though, and their remarkable success in reaching the 2004 Euro Cup proved a flash in the pan. They have consistently been a bottom of the table team where success is measured by how close they reach to the middle. Apart from 2004, a third of six finish in 2010 World Cup qualifying is the only time they've managed to finish in the top half of the table. Recently, they have grown further from it. Two bottom place finishes in their last two Euro Cup campaigns and their permanent residence in UEFA Nations League D, the lowest level, threatened to brand them a feeble team until they earned promotion in 2023. They would like to get back to being a team that can take points off top teams, although success at the campaign level may be too ambitious in the near future. Um, talking about their recent performance, even their poor Euro campaign in 2016 offered some hope, tying four of the five teams on the road, including Czech Republic and Turkey. But 2018 didn't even offer that much, and their only points in 2020 were in the last game over a team that had secured qualification. That record and permanent residence in UEFA's D-League, the lowest level, as you said, um, had things looking quite bleak for a team that had tasted some success. But a better campaign in 2022 World Cup qualifying that saw three draws on the road with Norway, Turkey, and Montenegro at least ret returned them to a spoiler-level team, and promotion from League D takes them out of that feeble zone, offering some hope going forward. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the uh, kind of overview of this uh, of this group. And uh, let's move on now to part three of series 14, 
That's Connor and my discussion of the prospects of these teams. Uh, we're going to begin with the rankings there. And Connor, are you going to take us through that? Yes, yeah, so we'll look at the, the rankings when the draw was made. Um, so that would be in June uh, 2022. Um, so Croatia were 15th in both FIFA and ELO, um, but they were ranked second um, among teams for in UEFA, and that was due to them um, winning their Nations League group. Um, the four League A winners were ranked one, two, three, four. Um, since then, uh, Croatia have risen to seventh in the world in FIFA rankings. Um, which comes close to their high of fourth back in December 2018. Yeah, that's right. But only tenth in uh, in uh, ELO rankings, which are uh, a bit more conservative, a, a bit more long-term. That's right. Yeah. All right. How about Wales? Um, so Wales are uh, 28th um, and in, in FIFA rankings and 39th in ELO. So that had them in 16th uh, in Europe overall. Um, Wales high was 12th back in December 2016, following their impressive uh, Euro 2016 run to the semi-finals. Yeah, they took a big drop uh, um, between, uh, I guess, because of the World Cup dropping from 22nd in ELO rankings to 29th, uh, 39th there. But uh, it doesn't seem to have been as severe in their FIFA rankings. Right. Um, Armenia, they're 95th in FIFA and 90th in ELO. They were 31st in Europe at the time of the draw. Um, their ranking of 90th has been, you know, pretty consistent um, in both FIFA and ELO, kind of ranging between the, the 80s and the 100s there. So not, not a lot of change recently. Yeah, uh, I just think the, the uh, short-term UEFA rankings uh, put them ahead of Turkey here, which uh, I think is a bit preposterous to you. A little bit, and again, it might have to do with the um, with their Nations League performance because of, because actually they're ranked below Turkey in the standings. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay, on to Turkey. Yeah, so Turkey are 44th. Uh, in the world 39th according to ELO. Um, they were 35th in Europe at the time of the draw, which is why they were, were below Armenia. Um, and uh, yeah, Turkey um, were as high as 18th and 17th uh, in FIFA and ELO in 2016, but have kind of dropped since then and have kind of been around the 40th mark for the last couple of years in both systems. Yeah, interesting that their ELO ranking is exactly the same as Wales, uh, 39th in both. So that looks like it'll be a good head-to-head -head battle. Mm -hmm. And then finally for Latvia, they're 133rd um, in FIFA and 117th in ELO. Um, actually, in this one, uh, we normally find that ELO is more consistent, but actually it's their FIFA ranking that's been more consistent at a, kind of the 130 mark. Uh, their 117th in ELO, um, which was a rise from 147th, so a rise of 30 places, um, basically the last uh, three years. Yeah, I mean, uh, 107th in uh, in June 2022, I guess uh, the ELO rankings were a bit um, reactive there, uh, pushing them up almost 30 points in the course of a year, uh, but maybe, maybe giving them too much credit for their success because it was at the lower levels of the uh, UEFA uh, Nations League there. 
Yeah, that's the only thing that would have justified a rise because their recent qualification performances were, were very poor. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's take a look at the head-to-head record among these teams. So we, uh, we'll go through this pretty quickly. Uh, Croatia and Wales. Croatia has a record of three wins, one draw, zero losses. And actually, both of those are fairly recent in uh, 2014 and 2020. Uh, the tie was actually in the most recent game they played, uh, the away leg in, um, uh, in Wales. Uh, they tied 1-1, otherwise uh, Croatia has won all games. Croatia and Armenia have never met. Uh, Croatia and Turkey have a record, uh, uh, Croatia with the winning record there, three wins, two draws and two losses, so a fairly even record. And in 2018 uh, World Cup qualifying, Turkey actually got the better of Croatia, so they have the uh, momentum uh, coming into this over Croatia. Uh, with Latvia, Croatia has won four and uh, never tied or lost to them. Last time they met was in 2012. Uh, interestingly, Wales and Armenia have an even record that is uh, two ties. The only time they met was in 2002, so it's a bit outdated, but an interesting one uh, nonetheless. Uh, Wales and Turkey, well, Wales has the better record with four wins, one draw and two losses. And their last meeting was in the 2020 Euro Cup group stage. Uh, Wales won that 2-0. Uh, Wales and Latvia have never met and Armenia and Latvia have never met. Turkey holds a uh, the superior record over Armenia, but they've only met once and that was in 2010 World Cup qualifying where Turkey won both legs. And finally, uh, Turkey and Latvia have an uh, interestingly even record. Get this, it's um, four, uh, one win, four draws and one loss. So uh, Latvia, despite being a bit of an inferior team there, seem to uh, have Turkey's number to a degree. Yeah. Uh, any observations there, Connor? Well, the most significant meeting would have been that 2004 Euro Cup qualifying playoff, which as we saw, Latvia um, bested Turkey in. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But in uh, 2022 World Cup qualifying, uh, they tied 3-3 in Turkey. So that is a bit interesting there too. Okay, well, let's take a look at the odds of these groups. We know the the, uh, pot numbers. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say about whether they come from the bottom or the top of their pots or whether that's significant. Yeah, so I guess Croatia were ranked second, but that was because of their their Nations League performance. Yeah. Um, It also assured that Croatia would be in a group of five and not six so that they'd have time to play um, their Nations League final four. Right. Um, Wales come from the middle of pot two. Um, Armenia are the lowest ranked of all pot three teams. Um, and then Turkey are the third ranked of pot four teams. So they're actually pretty close, um, as we saw 31st and 35th, uh, respectively, in Europe. Um, and then Latvia, there's actually only five teams um, in Europe ranked below Latvia, uh, those being Moldova, Malta, Andorra, San Marino, and Liechtenstein. Um, so Latvia, um, actually, even behind Gibraltar. So they're, uh, um, yeah, third third bottom out of the 10 teams in pot five. 
All right. Well, I have gathered together some uh, odds from betting sites. Not that uh, we're encouraging betting, um, but it's just that it's kind of good to see what the odds makers are thinking. And uh, do you want to take us through uh, what the odds are for each team to win the group? Yeah, so for Croatia, it's 55%, so slightly more than half. Uh, Wales and Turkey are very even, and actually Turkey um, are slightly ahead. They're at 29%, whereas Wales are 26%. And as we showed in ELO there, they're ranked identically, so mm-hmm. um, not surprising that the odds are similar. Armenia have just a 1% chance of winning the group, and Latvia 0.1%, um, so at the bottom. <laughs> Well, Latvia has done it before, so uh, maybe they should give them slightly higher odds, maybe 0.2% here. <laughs> let's uh, let's get into a bit of a discussion, and maybe a good place to start is with the, uh, is with the momentum. Uh, I said at the beginning that uh, form is going to be really important here because... Uh, teams seem to, to have different momentum. Uh, do you have a sense of uh, each team? Do you want to do you want to talk to that or or do you want me to? Sure, I'll, I'll start, but you can you can fill in. So um, obviously Croatia are, are on the highs of their World Cup semi-finals and they're winning their Nations League group. Um, we've, we've mentioned, of course, some doubts about um, some older players retiring, but there are a number of those players still. It's not it's not a flood of retirements. So you'd have to say they're in um, you know, in good form. Um, Wales, again, also with the retirement of Gareth Bale being a huge loss, um, they seem to be on a bit of a downward momentum um, with a poor World Cup performance and poor Nations League results. Um, and then Turkey, on the opposite, are, are are kind of on the up. They've had some good nearly qualifying campaigns and have a good crop of young players. Um, in terms of Armenia and Latvia, um, Armenia have done well to be a pot three team, so there's there's a little bit of upward momentum for them, and and for Latvia they seem to have fallen, um, kind of among like the weakest teams of Europe. So um, they you know the chance of an upset like we saw in 2004 seems kind of increasingly remote. Yeah, well that did come out of the blue, but you know it, it's it's nothing that you can really expect to happen. Again, they showed no signs of it then. They show no signs of it now. I mean, I think they have a little bit of momentum uh, having won their Nations League group. But that's, you know, that's pretty uh, basement level uh, momentum. Maybe they won't be a feeble team. Maybe they'll uh, earn a couple of points, a couple of ties or something. But, um, you know, certainly not enough that's going to make them a challenger uh, in this group. Uh, if we go back to Croatia, um, I'm a little worried about Croatia, and I know I kind of got in trouble. We kind of got in trouble from Croatian fans about talking about their aging, but I got to reiterate it here and say, like, I, I, I don't think they'll have any problem qualifying for this cup, but I would be a bit worried about... Uh, I mean, for me, the issue is, like, the main players... Um, Ivanovic and, and Kramaric and, and stuff like that. I'm not sure they're gonna, you know, really make it to the to the 2024 uh, Euro Cup. I think they'll carry them through qualifying, mm-hmm. but um, whether they'll actually, you know, uh, be as big at the cup as they were uh, at the 2022 World Cup. Now it may be that Croatian fans 
know that there are players uh, backing them up who can come in and replace them, uh, which we wouldn't know. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I again, there hasn't been the wave of retirements. Even Modric hasn't retired at 37. So they seem to be sticking around. But you're right, the, the actual tournament is still a year and a half away. Maybe that will be the last the last tournament for the golden generation. Um, or again, maybe they'll, by that point, have had to um, bring in young players. And I think this qualification will kind of see, right? See what how they do if they're able to bring in more players and start start building that new generation. I mean, qualification is always a time to, uh, to build towards the next tournament. Yeah, I think even if they are starting those, uh, those players who are in their 30s, they'll definitely have to... Um, you know, and maybe they have, but they'll definitely have to have uh, uh, strong players in backup positions for those guys. Yeah, uh, those guys. But um, I, I don't see any any difficulty in qualification beyond you know they can be relied on to drop a couple of points in the campaign. But uh, I don't think it'll challenge their their top place position here. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Well, you talked about the retirement of Gareth Bale for Wales, and and I definitely agree with you that that's kind of downward momentum uh, for them. I think they maybe need a bit of time to to get over that and kind of settle settle down to the business of, you know, at their best they might have challenged Croatia. I think that's out of the question now. Yeah, I see them as a step below and and perhaps kind of going away from competing with top tier teams and being kind of a you know, a clearly second-tier team. I, I think the danger is, I even though Bale was only one player, there were so many times where he produced that moment of magic or or found the goal, you know, that, that broke a tie or that earned them a point that they wouldn't have earned otherwise. Wales don't score a lot of goals. They're a very good defensive team, but I, I fear that they could fall into some more ties or, or failing to win games, um, you know, without that kind of, that game changer in their squad. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that's going to make uh, Turkey a bit difficult for them here. I think, um, you know, on average, Turkey and Wales are quite even. But but um, uh, I think really Turkey, you know, Wales is a bit up and down, where I, I think Turkey is just generally a stronger team. They usually finish second uh, in their qualification groups. Yeah. Um, and. And in both their Euro 2020 qualifying and their World Cup 2022 qualifying, they only lost one game of 10. Wow. So, you know, they're, yeah, it's, it's resulted in second places, but they're a good qualifying team or have been recently. So, um, yeah, I think they're evenly matched. But um, again, maybe that, that momentum would, you know, might see them finish ahead of Wales, even as a fourth seed. Yeah, we didn't do a player podcast uh, uh, like we did for the teams that were in the World Cup, but even, you know, uh, kind of a glance at their squad suggests uh, uh, a, a pretty bright squad. Like, they look like they have good players coming in here, whereas uh, Wales is, is kind of moving in the other direction. So, uh, you know, it's, it's like I said at the beginning, really, how their form comes into play uh, seems to be what will dictate everything yeah what do you think of armenia who are of course the third place the third of the pot three team well like you said like they did have a bit of momentum but i almost feel like that has passed uh, and now they're kind of going back to the level that they were at and i think mctarian's retirement 
um, kind of like uh, even more so than Bale's retirement for Wales will uh, be a big adjustment for them. Um, I think it's ridiculous that they were a pot three team here. Um, I think um, I think that'll prove, prove out. How about you? Yeah, I, I think they're good enough to take points off teams, um, yeah. even home or away. Um, and they've done that in recent campaigns, but I don't see them picking up enough points to really challenge for second place. Yeah, I mean, in, in the write-ups, I often divide teams into, you know, spoilers or challengers. And, you know, will they challenge uh, for third place here or will they just uh, have some spoiler results? And I think you called it there. I think they will have some spoiler results, but won't really be challenging for third place. It might even be uh, if Latvia does, uh, does. I mean, Latvia has come out, as we said, out of a period that bordered on being feeble, back to maybe being a spoiler team themselves. Uh, if, if things go badly for Armenia, they could be fighting with Latvia at the bottom of the table uh, yeah. to avoid last place. How possible do you think that is? Um, I think Armenia will, will be ahead of Latvia. Um, I see Latvia as less capable of spoilers uh, in this group, um, and I and I think some of their recent campaigns they have proved uh, quite feeble. Whereas Armenia do have you know at least some momentum, um, so I think um, you know if, if Latvia, um, you know I think they'll you know Armenia will be the best chance for them to get points, but I don't I don't really see them picking up points against some of the other teams, whereas Armenia does have more of that spoiler capacity, as you as you said. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you there. I would be a bit surprised uh, to see Armenia finish last. Okay, well, we're going to move on to a section that I've been looking forward to. Uh, you uh, have, have uh, looked at the results, but I haven't allowed myself to. So we're going to go through the March games, um, and I'm going to uh, uh, tell you what I predicted. And, All right. Uh, Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll start with Armenia at home to Turkey. Okay, I'll just put it up on the graphic here. And uh, here's what I think about that. Um, I think uh, Turkey will be annoyed <laughs> that Armenia was seeded ahead of them. So I think they'll be anxious to, uh, to show that that was a dreadful mistake here. And um, uh, I think it's going to be... Uh, I think there's an outside possibility of a tie with Armenia at home, but uh, I think Turkey is going gonna, is gonna to show that they're a better team. And you are correct. It was a close game. It was uh, finished 2-1 for Turkey. Um, Turkey actually coming from behind, but um, managing to grab all three points. All right. I didn't give a score there, but I want to prove to you that my, my prediction was 2-1. Uh, Here, I'll just show it on the graphic. See, it says 2-1 Turkey. All right. All right. Well, the next game is Croatia and Wales. A kind of a, an interesting game, but I think it would have been more interesting four years ago uh, when Wales was looking good. So be interesting to see uh, the effect it has on Wales that Bale is gone. Uh, meanwhile, the Croatia is coming out with tremendous momentum from the World Cup, and they're very strong at home uh, anyway. So I think... Um, it's too big an ask for Wales to, to get much out of this game. 2 nothing Croatia. Um, there were two goals scored, but they were split. Um, <gasps> Wales got a draw. Wales's goal came in the 93rd minute. Um, 
which may have been their first shot on goal. I actually watched the game, and um, to be fair, Croatia were totally dominant all game and really should have um, won by more, but they just never were able to put Wales away. And um, yeah, Wales scored Broadhead on his debut, so 1-1 there, a fabulous wow. goal for Wales. I'm delighted uh, with that. Actually, Croatia, we saw, is a bit weaker in Euro play than in, in World Cup play, but at home, uh, I still think that's a shocking result. Okay, well, that was the first two games. The next one is Turkey versus Croatia. So I see this as a crucial game, uh, especially now with um, with that tie against Wales. I think Turkey could make a bid for first place here. And again, everything seems to come down to form. Um, I'm going to call this a 1-1 draw. Uh, Croatia um, actually made up for their draw, and they won 2-0 on the road. So a, a good statement game for them to come back. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, not a shock there, and uh, I guess that speaks a little bit to Turkey's form. Perhaps I'm hoping for too much uh, from Turkey, but still uh, an interesting battle with Wales um, throughout this campaign. Last game is Wales versus Latvia. So, uh, you know, Wales uh, sometimes drop the ball in situations like this. They, they have. We saw some of that quirky results in their history, but uh, I wouldn't predict it, but I, I'm braced for the possibility of it. I'm going to say 2 nothing Wales, though. Uh, Wales did win. It was one nothing. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a classic Wales results. They do win a lot of games one nothing, whether against, you know, big teams or small teams, um, partly because they don't score, but it was, um, they kept the clean sheet and uh, won one nothing. All right. Well, where does that uh, leave us in the table? Do you have that info in front of you? I do. So it puts Croatia and Wales with four points, uh, Turkey with three, and then Armenia and Latvia with zero. Though Armenia and Latvia have both only played one game. Oh, yes. Okay. Very exciting. Uh, okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Do you have uh, something to add? No. Just want to know if you have predictions for the uh, final table. Oh, yeah. Uh, good. Uh, well, my my initial prediction was Croatia, Turkey, Wales, Armenia, and Latvia. And I did think it, it might be a bit of a battle between Wales, again, kind of coming down to form. I didn't think Croatia would have uh, trouble in qualifying. Uh, you know, I see uh, a bit of a problem, uh, the aging problem for the 2024 Cup. Uh, how about you? I actually agree with you. Um, I mean, Wales, you, you know, you think might have the edge given they drew Croatia away and Turkey lost to them at home in that battle for second place. But I, I do think Croatia will win the group. Um, I think Wales, yeah, have a fighting chance in second, um, though I initially favoured Turkey. And then, yeah, Armenia and Latvia rounding up the group. Yeah, I got to say, of course, you know, uh, having lived in Wales, I would love to see them uh uh, advance to the thing, but I, I do think uh, Turkey's going to win out uh, win out here. Okay, well, in conclusion, I should say uh, stay tuned because we have a bit of an outro giving some of the uh, information about our podcast that we sometimes gave at the beginning uh, in previous series. Uh, so stay tuned and uh, you can hear about um, series that we've done that are still relevant, like the African Cup. And uh, that's it for this group, and we will see you for Group E. All right, see you next time.